everybody, and welcome to the Roll Initiative podcast origins. For today's episode, we are with Tren, and we are going to be looking at Gorak and how Gorak came to be who he is today. So basically what Roll Initiative Origins is going to be is a little one-on-one campaign that you can decide for yourself whether it's canon or not. And so let's jump into it. With Gorak, where we're going to find him is this is going to be the story of Gorak's first bounty. So how did he get to this point? Gorak, um, fun fact about turtles is after... Um, birth their parents normally die within a year so that leaves them at um, somewhat of an orphan state they can you know somewhat care for themselves but have no guiding factor in life so Gorak um, submits himself under the apprenticeship of an acolyte Um, everything is hunky-dory until it's not and that acolyte is um, killed and so that sets Gorak on a road of um, vengeance and trying to avenge his fallen mentor. All right. So where we're going to find Gorak today is Gorak has set out from where he's being trained, I I assume a monastery. Sounds logical, yes. (laughs) So Gorak has set out from the monastery, and he's got revenge on the mine. And he comes up to... um, he comes up to basically this farmland that leads into a town. Okay. Um, and what he sees as he passes through the farmland is all of the crops um, are flourishing and doing super, super well. But everybody who's out in farming uh, looks absolutely emaciated. Hmm. Uh, and there's a road that... Uh, goes through the farmland kind of more into a town center. What's he going to do? So I'm going to imagine he's going to keep walking. Maybe, you know, go up to the, the nearest... Um, what race are these farmers? These are all humans. Humans. And uh, maybe come up to the first individual um, and... Male or female? Male. I guess it doesn't actually matter. It's the <laughs> equal opportunity trade farming. Um, <clears throat> um uh, what town is uh, at the end of this road? Uh, this is the town of Axelar. Axelar. Sounds great. Is it a uh, farming town, I suppose? Well, yeah, farming is our is our main export. Do you, do you partake in any of this export? Uh, you look a little little famished there. We're, we're not allowed to. Why are you not allowed to? Because... Because the man in the manor... I, I'm sorry, I can't say much or else he'll send his guards for me. But they don't... They don't let us eat what we farm. Okay. We're given our rations at the beginning of every month, and if we can't make it work, then that's on us. Interesting, okay. So, to, to get to the town, do I just, just follow the road here? Yeah, just down there. Alright. Okay, so he's going to keep making his way down the road to the town. Alright, so as he goes, um, as he goes towards the town, there's like a pretty distinct line where it goes from 
farmland to uh, the actual like town itself. Um, and in the middle of this town square is a uh, billboard. And it's got a bunch of scraps of paper on it. Okay. So I'm going to go examine this billboard. Do I need to roll an investigation or see something I'm actually proficient in? Uh, no, you don't have to roll okay. anything because you can, you can just see all of it. And a bunch of them are basically portraits of this one man's face. Okay. Um, and it says Lord Corvick um, on the top. And then it has like various different things saying how great he is. Um, some says like head of our town. Some says the future for us. And it's just all this propaganda gotcha. across this bulletin board. And now actually roll me a perception check. Okay. D20, correct? Yeah. 10. Well, what's your perception let's modifier? See, let's see what we got here. Perception is plus one, so that would be a, a 11. <laughs> he dropped his clipboard. Uh, so in the like lower right-hand corner of, um, of the bulletin board, you kind of see some paper sticking out from the... Uh, from underneath one of these, like, propaganda posters. Okay, I'm going to try to gingerly pry that out and see what's on it. When you pry it out, you see it's it's a much smaller sheet of paper, maybe about the size of a post-it note. Um, but what it says is it's the same picture of uh, Lord Corvick's face, but it says, Lord Corvick, the treasonous worm, inquire at the broken flagon. And then... It says uh, right below that the moon must be full. And you know, because in your monastery they tracked um, they tracked the phases of the moon as a meditation process. You know that tonight is going to be a full moon. Okay. So I'm going to uh, attempt to make my way to the broken flagon. Um, is that something that would be? Uh, displayed on uh, the signs, or is that something I'm going to have to ask around about? I'm going to say that the tavern itself, you can see the sign. For gotcha. It. Okay. So, well, what time of the day is it? It's about. It's a little bit after midday, so it's kind of afternoon, uh, early evening. Okay. Uh, so I will make my way into the tavern and. Uh, sit down and order something to eat. All right. So the barkeep sees you come in, and he goes, Hello, and welcome to the Broken Flagon. My name's Gerald. What can I get for you? Oh, there, Gerald. Um, uh, Give me... Uh, what, do you, what do you got on the menu, Gerald? Well, we don't have a lot, but what we do have is we've got mead and we've got bread. Excellent. I'll have one of each. All right. A high roller, I see. <laughs> And so he says, um, that'll be two rations. Two, two rations? Yes. We work off the ration system here. Well, all I've got is some gold pieces. I don't, I don't have any rations. Well, you're not going to get very far with gold here in Axelar, but I can see that you're new, so 
I'll give you the mead, but the bread stays with me. That's interesting. Um, okay, well, thanks, Gerald. And he, uh, he hands you the mead, uh, at the bar, and he sets it down and says, So, what's got you in town? Well, Gerald, I don't know if, uh, you're a trustworthy type, but, uh, since you gave me the mead, I'll give you, give you the spiel. Um, I've recently been separated from my mentor through the act of murder, and I am currently seeking vengeance. I just happened to pass through your town. Um, lovely town, by the way. Bit creepy, but um, you do with what you got, I suppose. Um, and so, uh, just just waiting on someone here at the here at the bar. All right. So, what are you waiting for? Waiting I've, on a woman. Uh, no, sir. See, the, the sticky thing about turtles is uh, mating normally um, is followed swiftly by death, so I'm going to try to avoid that for uh, as long as I can. Uh, but I'd still die for a woman. Good for you, Gerald. Good for you. Uh, I'm waiting for the full moon, as it were. Ah, the full moon. Come in the back with me. Okay, so we proceed to the, the rear of the establishment. All right, and so he brings you into this back room um, behind the bar and says, So, you found my note. That I did. Yeah. Things have been rough here in Axelar ever since Lord Corvick took over. My accent just went very different <laughs> very quickly. Ah. <laughs> uh. I'm just gonna make up a new top of the morning to you, Gorak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna make up a totally new accent for Go this for guy. It. Things have been really different since Lord Cor. <laughs> that sounds more like a Gerald. <laughs> since Lord Corvick took over, yeah, I'm 45 and a barkeep. <laughs> Things have been really different since Lord Corvick took over. He he took the town by force and killed our sitting mayor, and now he's some sort of tyrant we used to work with gold i've still got gold in the back that's not worth anything anymore because he changes to this ration system he takes all of the farmed food for himself and then rations out as little as possible to keep the people alive if you're in a better social class like me where you own a business he gives you a little bit more but not much that sounds not fair at all. Um, so how how long ago did you say this was he took over? He took over maybe a year or two ago. Mm. And there's been a small group underground who've secretly, secretly been trying to resist him, trying to smuggle in trade from out of town, but it's been hard. His guards are everywhere. That sounds rough. Well, I'll tell you what, Gerald. I'm hungry. And consequently, I'm angry. Some may say this would make me hangry. So, I'm in the mood to help you out, Gerald. What What do you need? I need you to kill Lord Corvick. Fantastic. How? Where would I find this Korak? Not Korak. No, that's my name. Sorry. This Lord Corvin or are, whatever. Are you okay? I, as I said before, I'm famished. <laughs> I came in here to get some bread, and you just gave me some mead. Maybe if you gave me some bread, I would be more inclined to aid you in your cause. All right, and he pulls out a uh, 
really small kind of moldy piece of bread. It's like, this is the best I have. All right, it'll work. I'll wash it down with the meat, I suppose. All right, if you want to find Lord Corvick, it's it's not hard to find him. The big manor that looks super out of place because it's really nice amongst all of our houses, yeah, that's the one. It's just down this road. Seems easy enough to find. What is that aftertaste? Uh, that would be asbestos. That's delicious. You should put that on the menu. All right, so a big, nice house at the end of the row. Uh, anything I should know about his guards? You said they're always around him. Yeah, if you want... If you even want to get an audience with Lord Corvick, you're going to have to seem real important or be good at fighting. Okay. I don't know if you're the sneaky type that Shell might be a little bit of a... Uh, it does tend to give one away. Is is maybe let's see. If you were to go into Lord Corvin's house, are there a large assortment of boulders of various sizes? I can't say that there are. I've never been inside there. Because so in that I scenario, know. I am one sneaky devil. But <laughs> other than that, I, I don't have much luck in the trade. I think you're gonna go far, Gorak. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Gerald. I appreciate that. It means means a lot coming from a forty-five-year-old bartending in his mother's basement yeah yeah <laughs> so sounds like you've really got your life together <laughs> none of us here in Axelar really have a whole lot together but uh, I, I, I do what I can so I, I appreciate not the sass wise words and you, you gave me some some lovely asbestos flavoured bread I really appreciate that so uh, I'm going to do you a solid Gerald, I'm gonna I'm gonna take out this uh, measly worm, as you put it, uh, this Lord Corvin. So uh, I'm gonna be on my way now. Corvick, Corvick. I suppose it won't matter much longer. If seeing that I'm going to kill him, I'll just say, "Hey, Lord K, you're going to die today, and it's going to rhyme, and he's going to like it." I, if you say that, I'll pay you more than I was already willing to. Excellent. It's a deal. All right. So uh, you head off to go. Uh, smack Lord Corvick. Yes, okay, so I'm going to exit this fine establishment, um, go to the end of the row, and I'm assuming I see a large, out-of-place house. Yeah, so what you see is basically the road ends at his door, and it's this huge uh, stone house. And uh, at this door, you see on either side is a guard, and then... Um, it's kind of like the... It's like three blocks of the house. Uh, two on either side are kind of jutting out, and then one in the back is where the actual door is. So you've got these two walls on either side uh, up to where the door is. Okay. And so on these sections of the house that are jutting out um, past the guards, on the left you see a, uh, you see a grate that's uh, like a drain underneath the house and on the right um, you see a bunch of vines leading up to a window okay there are two guards at the door yeah um, can I roll a perception check to see how loyal they are to this Lord Corvin Corvick excuse me uh, I'm gonna say that's an insight check but yes insight you can. Check. okay and that one. Yes. Crit fail. 
they certainly look like guys. Excellent. Okay. And Let's... they definitely work for them. <laughs> Let's go in this blind then. Okay. Um, I'm going to go up to the guard on the left and say, um, Have you eaten recently, soldier? That's a fine question. I could ask you one myself. What you doing here? Well, I was uh, just sampling the wares at the uh, Broken Flagon Tavern and eating some mighty fine asbestos-flavored bread. You really should give it a try sometime. Ah, you're with the peasants. Then what are you doing here? Well, I was only greeting the peasants, so this is uh, <clears throat> kind of adopts a more formal air. Um, I, I, uh, I am here on behalf of the monastery of the Great Northern Alliance, and I seek to uh, have an audience with Lord Corvick. Ah, I haven't heard of the monastery before. Tell me about it. It is great and opulent. I don't know why I'm mirroring your accent now. <laughs> I seem to have that effect on people. Normally when you're of great importance. You're very charming. Exactly. <clears throat> so, this monastery, it's important, is it? It's the most important. I don't know. <laughs> Double mirrored accent there. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find it again. <clears throat> okay. So yes, it is it's very important. It's uh, the most important thing. Ever. Actually, <clears throat> you're a family man. I certainly have a family. Excellent. A wife, kids. Why are you asking about them? Because I may or may not have seen a wife and child in a room, and may or may not have stole their rations for the day. Uh, roll an intimidation check. Ooh, nat 20. Nat 20 plus... Oh, not 20. You just do oh, it. Boom. You just do that dang Excellent. thing. All right, I can see you mean business. So, I don't see you on the schedule for having an appointment with Lord Corvick, but I guess I can let you through. And That would be wise. The other guard looks at him and is like, But Stephen, we're not supposed to do that. And what's your name, soldier? My name's Stephen, too. That is truly unfortunate. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Stephen too. Um, are you long for this world? I mean, I hope not. It's not fun. I don't like being a guard. I only did it because he did it, and then Mom and Dad were pressuring me into it. He was born first, and they oh, always Oh, so is this your brother? Stephen yeah. One. It's Stephen and Stephen too. He's not Stephen One. He's just more important than me, I guess. Looks to the first Stephen. I am truly sorry. <laughs> I had to grow up with this. It, it never worked out. It's so annoying. Okay. Um. Can I whack Stephen Two with the butt of my crossbow? Not a, a killing blow, but just to incapacitate him. Yeah. Just roll that. Um. Just roll d twenty uh, plus your strength modifier. Okay. Two plus a three, so a total of five. Yeah, that doesn't hit. <laughs> so you just kind of uh, miss and kind of glance him, and Stephen just <laughs> nice try, but it didn't work. Can I try to play it off going to the next one won't miss? It'll go for your head, and you won't ever wake up. Ooh, that's good. That works. You okay. don't even have to roll okay. for that. And so Stephen's like. 
okay, fine, I guess we can let you through and just break the rules, because what are we even guarding anymore? Okay, awesome. And uh, they let you through. Okay. And so what you see is you see in front of you is uh, this huge pillar um, with stairs kind of going up on either side of it uh, to uh, top at the center. Um, and then there's just a room on either side. There's like doorways on either side. So there's nothing on the ground level where I entered? No. Okay. I'm going to make my way up the stairs. All right. Uh, as you kind of get to the top of the stairs, you can see just this hallway and there's uh, two guards at the end of this hallway. There's uh, like throne and then there's a man sitting there who you can only assume to be Lord Corvick. Okay. Um, have I crested the stairs of the guard seen me yet? No, you're just above to where your eyes are just above so you gotcha. can see it. I'm going to back down the stairs a little bit and summon my inner Gerald and say, <clears throat> Make way for the Lord, His Highness, emissary of the Royal Monastery of the Northern Legions of the South, Gorak. All right, uh, roll <clears throat> deception check. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. 17 plus 1, so 18. Ooh. So that works. And you hear uh, Lord Corvick. What does he sound like? Lord Corvick goes, Oh, I didn't know that we were going to have a visitor today. <laughs> oh, I will feel like I'll enjoy killing this person. <clears throat> Please, come up, come up. Hello, Lord Corvick. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Hello. Who are you? I, I wasn't listening. Oh, that is unfortunate. Well, you can just call me Gorak, uh, for sure. Hello, Gorak. Close enough. So it seems there's um, some discontent among your uh, peasants, Lord Corvick. So you care about their feelings? Only slightly. Uh, mainly because I was looking to get a sandwich and was unable to do so, coming through your town. Oh, well, you should have come to me. I have sandwiches for the taking. But only for important people, such as yourself. Hmm, that seems likely. So, uh, <laughs> Lord Corvick, I'll tell you what. I'm halfway tempted to put an end to your miserable life solely on account of how you speak. When you say that, the guards on either side kind of, like, uh, grip their spears a little bit tighter. Um, <clears throat> one moment, Lord Corvick. Gentlemen, ha have you eaten recently? Now I gotta get out of that <laughs> voice. Uh, they just kind of both look at you, and they don't say anything. I'm gonna take that as an emphatic no. As you've heard, gentlemen, this, this uh, Lord Corvick character has sandwiches. However, I'm assuming you haven't been able to eat any. Um, so if you'll let me mind my business, you can enjoy the sandwiches uh, for yourself and distribute those to your family. And then just going to give them a wink. Okay. Um, roll two uh, persuasion checks. Okay. It's an eight plus... I can find persuasion. 
plus yep. one. So nine. All right, a nine and a nine. A nine. All right, so uh, both of the guards take a step forward and uh, point their spears at you. And uh, Lord Corvick says, I wouldn't rowdy up my boys if I were you. Let me guess. Your names are Steve 3 and 4. How did you know? Ah, uh, Shima, help us. All right. Okay, cool, Vic. So, I've been paid to take your life. I'm going to be upfront with you about that. Uh, can you offer anything in exchange so I don't do that? Well, all that I can offer you is... Oh, the immense joy that I'll have in watching my gods tear you to shreds. Uh, I was hoping you would say that, actually. Plus, I'm going to eat your sandwiches after you're dead. Just thought I'd tell you that before. Oh, so, uh, hold on. I, I wrote it down. <clears throat> actually, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> that's actually my grocery list. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Ah, that's what it was. Okay. Hey, Lord K, you're going to die. Today. Oh, you must have stayed up all night working on that one. Actually, it took longer to remember it than it did to come up with it originally. Well, all right, let's do this dang thing. Excellent. You are going first. You have Steve 3 and 4 in front of you. And then on the throne, Lord Corvick is behind them. Okay, uh, I'm going to pull out my mace and crossbow. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to shoot Steve number 4 in the uh, part of the upper thigh to try to immobilize him and then take a few steps and try to wall up Steve 3 in the face. All right. I rolled the crossbow first, right? Yeah. It's a six plus one. That does not hit. Unfortunate. Okay. 19 plus the mace of three, so we got 22. All right, that hits. Okay. Uh, roll damage. Oh, wait, that's wrong. Ooh. That's not a D6. That no, would have been not. interesting. The D6 is the cube one. Ah. Geometry, children. It's very important you pay attention in school. <laughs> wow, you rolled Six. Uh, top damage with both of those. All right, six. Is it plus anything? No, just 1d6 bludgeoning. All right. So that is going to do such damage to Steve 3. All right, and so now it's Steve 4's turn. So having seen you try to shoot him, Steve is going to... Steve 4 is going to step forward and uh, thrust his uh, spear at you. Uh, does an 18 hit? It does. First time I've been hit. So far. Alright. It's gonna do, uh, three piercing damage. Okay. Since I have been hit, can I do my, uh, razor back? Yeah, what is that again? Uh, you can use your reaction, uh, to, to cause a melee attacker to take 1d4 piercing damage from your shale barbs. Yep, that's exactly what that's for. Four. How are you rolling just 
top damage with all these. The magic of the ancestors. <laughs> the luck of the Irish. <laughs> Alright. So now it's Steve 3's turn. And so he just got walloped by a mace. So he's going to come up to you and also give you the uh, thrusty boy with the spear. Does a 11 hit? It does not. Alright, so that's just going to glance off your shell. Okay. And it's back to you. Alright, so I'm assuming Lord Corvick is not attacking at the moment. He's just sitting there watching. <laughs> it's very interesting. Alright, uh, I'm going to once again do the two-weapon fighting. So I'm going to take my trident and hurl that through the air at Lord Corvick. Hopefully pinning him through his to his throne uh, for some... Uh, at some place on his body just for the intimidation factor there. That's a six plus three for the trident. Yeah, that does not hit. Unfortunate again. <clears throat> Alright, so you just like you whiff past him and it embeds itself into the back of the throne and he's like oh, spicy! <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, okay, uh, then I'm going to take the mace, and I'm going to try and finish off uh, Steve number three. Okay. That's who I hit last time, right? Yeah. Okay. 14 plus plus three of the mace, so 17 total. That hits. All right. Excellent. Uh, four. Actually, no, wait. Just 1d6 of 6. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. 1. Yeah. <laughs> no, Again, sorry. children, pay attention in school for basic addition. <laughs> and subtraction. So since that was so pitiful, but it does still qualify for uh, the bite attack. It says whenever you hit uh, a combatant with a melee attack, as a bonus action, you can bite uh, the same enemy. Uh, always proficient in bonus in this uh, in this bonus attack. I believe your two weapon fighting uses your bonus action. Ah, I knew there was a downside. <laughs> we gotta have rules somewhere. <laughs> okay, so I end my turn. All right, so Steve Four is going to give you that good old lunge with the spear and try to stab you in the neck. Does a nine hit? It does not. All right, he's gonna whiff again. Uh, Steve three is going to do the same thing. Does a thirteen hit? It does not. All right, so he clearly has a concussion now. <laughs> and it's back to you. All right. Um, since my trident is still lodged in the throne there, um, how close am I to Steve three? Uh, since y'all have been doing melee on each other, you're five feet away from him. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, for my first weapon here, go all fisticuffs on, uh, our Steve number three, and, um, I'm going to do a razor fist. What is that? That is, uh, 1d4 plus your strength modifier. Um, razor fist is an action... You perform as an unarmored strike, not a bonus action. Uh, stacks with any unarmored strike of any class. All right. All right. So I'm going to roll for hit. 
Once again, I received a six. Okay. Does that hit? That does not hit. Excellent. Steve three, the lucky man of the hour. Yeah, he's just going to make it. Okay, I'm getting very upset. Steve, you're really, you're really cheesing me. All right. Uh, and he's going to kind of do that thing where he sticks out his tongue and like wiggles his finger on his nose and goes... And that just enrages me. So I take the mace. I'm going to... Okay, there's something wrong with this die. I rolled a six the last 12 times. Uh, but it's got a plus three, so that's a nine. It doesn't hit. Unfortunate. Okay. End of the turn. All right. So, uh, Steve Four is back at you. Back at it again, trying to stab you. Does a 20 hit? It does, in fact. So that's going to be uh, six piercing damage. Wow. Yeah, tough boys. Yeah, and let's uh, let's uh, do a razor back there. Seven. Doesn't it? Do we have? Do I do I roll to see if it hits for the? Did we do that last time? No. You're doing your razor back reaction. Yeah, reaction. Can you do that multiple times a day? It does not say I can't. All right. Please pause while we research further. No, I'm just going to let you okay. do it. Excellent. Because I couldn't spell turtle in the search bar the first time, so I'm just going <laughs> to let you do it. <laughs> Plus, dying in the origin story would be a little apropos. But let's see. <laughs> you can re-roll that if you want to. If I can hold on to it. <laughs> We'll go with the first one. Okay. Dose. Alright, and that was to Steve 4. Uh, 8. So they're both not looking so good. And Steve 3 is going to come up and also try to stab you. But... He hits. <laughs> was it a 19? It's a crit. Oh, gosh. Okay. Alright. Oh, dude, you're lucky. <laughs> so that's uh, gonna be four damage. Mm. Oh, four damage? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that was still correct. I only have four left. Okay. Okay, I'm going to. Oh, that didn't matter. That does not help me. Yeah, okay. I was going to do dead weight, but they're not trying to move me anywhere. So, <clears throat> alright. Let's see. Steve 3 has become my arch nemesis in life. So I'm going to go for him again. Let's see. With the mace, 17 plus 3, it's 20. That hits. Okay. Let's see if we can take Steve 3 out of this world. 6. So what do you do? Uh, I'm going to... Would it be too far-fetched if I pushed Steve Ford to the ground and used him as a pole-vaulting platform to take out his slightly less Im or more important brother? Uh, roll me a strength check. Okay. D20. That's a 12. Oh. Uh, it's the Icosahedron. 19. All right. So that Plus works. 5. 
so yes, I'm assuming, okay. So we push uh, Steve 4 down. I never liked you either, Steve, but yours is coming. And so he jumps over his brother. <laughs> okay, sure, we're good. I'm narrating to the world. Um, so, goodbye, Steve. You could have had sandwiches. And then just clock him upside the head with the mace there. All right. And so, Steve 3's head explodes when you do that. And then so Steve 4 is now knocked on the ground. And so it's his turn, and he's going to take his turn getting up. And that's going to take his whole turn. Gotcha. All right. So I'm going to turn around Pulp Fiction style with crossbow aimed at Steve 4. Disclaimer, I have never seen Pulp Fiction. I'm just, just going from the movie cover. So not <laughs> recommending that to any children, because I'm assuming it's a probably a, not a family-friendly film. It's not. <clears throat> okay. That's a two plus uh, one, so three. Oof. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Luckily, I have two weapon fighting, so I'm going to throw the crossbow to the other hand. <laughs> We're going to try that again. Is that, is that a fair game? <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that. Actually, take an inspiration point okay. that. What does inspiration do? Uh, if you botch a roll, you can re-roll it. Oh, excellent. I got 10 plus 1, so 11. Doesn't it? Okay. So I guess I'll end my turn there. Alright, so it's uh, Steve Forrest's turn, and he's he looks down at his brother that you just killed, and he doesn't attack you, he just starts crying. Excellent, okay. Um... I'm going to go for Lord Corvick, then, if uh, Steve 4 is preoccupied. Alright. Oh, I can attack him? Yeah. Straight out? Okay. It's okay, Steve 4. Just have a sandwich. It'll be okay. It will assuage your grief. Especially if it's turkey on rye. Excellent for grief. You killed my brother! <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, 15 for the mace, uh, so 18 for Lord Corvick. That hits. Excellent. Six. Oh, dang. So, uh, you hit Lord Corvick, and he's just like, Oh! My face! My beautiful visage! You ruined it! Actually, I believe it's an improvement. <laughs> So, uh, he stands up, and he draws his rapier, and he goes to stab you. Does a, uh, does a 14 hit? It does not. Ah, he he misses you. Like, he goes to stab you with his rapier, and, like, just misses your neck. Gotcha. Alright, um, I'm going to again try to raise her fist. Uh, Senor Corvick in the face here. Got an 18. Does that hit? That hits. Excellent. Two plus five, seven. All right. So you punch Lord Corvick with your razor fist, and it cuts, like, through his cheek and stuff, and he starts bleeding from his jaw and falls to the ground dead. Can I have been doing this while eating a turkey and Swiss on rye? 
if you could hand. find one, ah. give me a perception check. Okay. You did it. Excellent. Congratulations. <laughs> Turkey and Swiss on rye. Great for grief. Even better for a slaughter. <laughs> you have any mustard? And as you say your quippy one-liners, you just hear... <laughs> you killed my brother! You killed him! Listen, Steve, you've got you've got two more brothers downstairs. Steve Clee, three. You know, I didn't know him well, but he really, really ticked me off. But, you know, Steve, one, seems like an amiable fellow. Steve, two, sorry excuse for a human... And you seem all right. You know, you grieved, uh, grieved the loss there. So congratulations. You're now Steve 3. Just get out. Just leave. Okay, and I walk past him and then lay a, a turkey and Swiss on rye at his feet as I meander down the stairs. As, as you're walking out, you just hear, We're not a full set anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to make my way back. Um to the broken flagon um just kind of nod to steve's one and two on the way out they are just like all right it's done fancy a sandwich boys <laughs> actually as you're leaving uh steve one goes so did your audience with lord corvick go well it went all right i suppose uh He's seen in the air of his ways and is uh planning on returning this village to its uh former glory well, I'm so excited. I can't wait to tell my favorite brother, Steve Three. Hmm. <laughs> There's been a recent change in his personality. Why don't you go up and have a sandwich and talk it out? <laughs> All right, I think I will. And then... Uh, Pray we never meet again, Steve. Steve, Steve Two <laughs> says, I don't think we're supposed to leave our post. You stay right here, Steve Two. Very well. All right. All right, and so you go back to the broken flagon... And when you enter it, uh, Gerald is, like, leaning on the bar and just kind of gives you an expectant look. Give me your best bread, Gerald. Consider it done. Kovic is no longer a threat. All right, I'm so happy to hear that. We're going to be able to move on. Mom! <laughs> did you hear that? He, yeah, he's dead! Oh, this is great. I was so tired of that voice. And he goes and gets you some bread, and then he also brings you 150 gold. Excellent. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of Gorak's first bounty. I assume he probably walks into the sunset. Yes. With, with some good music playing. Of which I can't think of right now, but it would be maybe like a Western theme. Some nice uh, royalty-free Western. Exactly. And then as as he as as, as the the camera shot pans in, we hear of like a whip crack as he kind of like turns around and looks. All That's right. How that ends. Does he have any cool uh, parting phrase as he leaves, <clears throat> or does he say nothing? To the public in general, or Gerald? Uh, to the camera. Ah. I'm sure he does, but I can't think of <laughs> anything worth saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're done.